Hi everyone and welcome to the Right Foot Forward podcast. My name is Ryan Zayman and I'm a disabilities advocate and a model. The Right Foot Forward is a platform that I've created so we can have more conversations around disability, learn new things and most importantly break down taboos. I hope the conversations that I have with other people on the podcast and the content on the website helps you too if you need it. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the right foot forward and also check the website at www.therightfootforward.com. As always, I'm looking for feedback and really appreciate your comments. So do get in touch via email or the contact form on the website. Hey guys, really good to have you back for this episode. I'm really excited for this one. On this episode, we have the wonderful, gorgeous Kelly Knox. Kelly has been modelling for quite a while now, and we do have some fashion and creative stuff to talk about, which is really, really nice. But I also wanted to talk to her about her experience being a mother with a disability. Kelly has a limb difference and was born with one hand. I am kind of aware of the prejudices and negative preconceptions that people with disabilities who also are parents kind of face very, very often, but I've never really spoken to anyone who has any direct experience of it before. So I thought it'd be really interesting to chat to her about that and also any advice that she has for people out there with disabilities who either have children or are thinking about having children and yeah i'm really really happy to have her on today so let's get going with it i should also say that you can follow kelly at it's kelly knox on instagram so go click and tap away and go follow her because she posts great stuff hey kelly how are you i'm good thanks ryan how are you yeah good thank you where are you coming from today from London, North London. Lovely, lovely. I just want to start by saying I am honestly your biggest fan. Like everything you do, I'm here like screaming on the sidelines. Oh. So like, you. Thank you so much. That means the absolute world to me. It really does. That's why I do it. So how did you get into modelling then? It's not something I've really DM'd you about or spoken to you about before. Um. It was a very long time ago, in like 2008, um, and I just kind of saw this this ad, and it said like, um, "Are you beautiful and disabled, and think you could be the next Naomi Campbell or Kate Moss?" Well, I didn't think that at all, but I thought it just gave me a little—I don't know—like a light bulb moment. I thought, okay. Um, why aren't there people like me represented in the fashion industry? Why is someone with a body like mine not seen as beautiful? Why don't I see, you know, billboards with people with limb differences, wheelchair users, other, you know, visual differences in their body? Um, So I just thought I never saw myself as disabled growing up. Um, And I just felt like I had maybe a different attitude especially at the time because back then there wasn't any really social media or Instagram I didn't have it um there wasn't any 
of this, you know, self-love movement and things like that. But I've always had that inside myself. So I just thought I had the right attitude to kind of maybe change people's perceptions of what it actually means to be disabled. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So how old were you when you first saw that ad? Uh, you will know how old I am now if I say that. No, I won't. <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not I'm not that good at maths. I was like, I don't know, I think about 22. Okay, cool. So we have both come into this weird kind of world at similar ages. And I'm not sure about you, but I'm 25 now and I haven't been doing this for that long. But I'm it's kind of now. I wasn't gonna ask, but now everyone knows. But I'm sure for you and for me, I've kind of felt a bit weird because I've come into it a lot later than most people tend to but again that's all part of the diversity as well isn't it like age like why should suddenly your ability to model stop just because you've hit a certain age or because you start at a certain age but like you say back then with me it was like oh my god you're you know you're 22 23 you're old and also you know I was a lot bigger like I was a size 10 which I am now but like you didn't really see models of that size which is ridiculous because it's not even like it's not even big um but back then it was like you didn't see people over a certain age on the catwalk definitely people of a certain size definitely not bodies like uh, mine so I had so many different I guess barriers to overcome yeah definitely and do you think you've changed a lot as a person, aside from like having kids and becoming a parent, do you think you've changed a lot in terms of your self-confidence since you first started? Um, it's strange because when I first started, because I never saw myself as disabled and now like I totally own that. It's like, yeah, I am disabled, but not because I have one hand, because I see how society views disability and that is the disablement there it's the attitudes against bodies like mine um as a whole Mm -hmm. so I completely take back the power of that word but um so when I first started I was really confident and I thought yeah I can do this like why can't I be in a magazine on a billboard um being a really cool campaign and then when I was kind of submersed into the world of fashion I suddenly felt very different mm-hmm. I felt very conscious of my body I felt oh my god like I am disabled but in the negative association that you see with disability or that is portrayed disability be, I felt that portrayment um and actually it I think my confidence or definitely just kind of plummeted and I had so many it was kind of just slammed in my face at that time because it was there was no one else out there like me it was it was really really difficult and at times I felt like I really wanted to give up but it was just something inside of me saying no you need to carry on doing this and I knew it wasn't about me it was about the bigger picture and the agenda and like what I want to achieve for all of us and um it was really just finding the right connections, right people, the right brands back then who had the same mindset and actually wanted to represent me for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, and it, it took a while. And then I think once I started, um, I think the first kind of thing I did, um, and that was having no agent because I was represented by a London agency, which was called Take Two, and they're not around anymore. But at the time, they were a really big London agency. Then within six months of signing with them, they went into administration. I mean, that doesn't happen overnight. And for me, I just felt like 
I was like calling them, emailing, and I just wasn't getting any response. It was very deflating. I was thinking, right now, nobody wants me. And then suddenly I felt, again, really just like kind of down and um, not confident at all. And then I made a connection with Jane Gorpin, and she was a fashion producer for Channel 4 for How to Look Good Naked with Gok Kwan. And she just, I met her and she just fell in love with me. And then I met Gok and he was just insane. And um, I became one of his Gok X on How to Look Good Naked. So I was part of his kind of like catwalk team who helped the, um, like the, con- like the contributors to feel confident in the body and be naked. So there was me, a curvy girl, a black girl and an older model. So I really felt like I found my feet in the industry a little bit. That was kind of my first like moment. Um, and then I started to feel more confident again. Um, but yeah, it took a while because when I first started, I remember seeing a video and it was a model at uh, Fashion Week. And she said, oh, New York Fashion Week would rather burn down than see a disabled person on the runway. And that just oh, that just filled me with so much fire. I was like, this is why this needs to change. Like, how dare she think that we don't deserve the representation? How dare she think that we are not beautiful or worthy enough to, 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 to be on the catwalk? Yeah, and everyone wants to feel sexy and everyone wants to feel like they can relate to what you see out there, like you said, on a billboard or on a runway or whatever. And I remember you posted that recently and it also sparked a similar reaction in me. I feel exactly the same as you do. So to ask you a little bit more about yourself and your personal situation, for people who don't know you that well or don't really know the language you use or that is best to use, how would you best describe your disability? Um, I don't know, really. It's kind of a strange question because the word like disabled or disability is so like open, isn't it? So many representations of us. Um, it's like, I don't know, this is just my body. It's, it's I was born this way just I have one hand but I don't know yeah I feel the same because um like my disability I have cerebral palsy so um it's a massive spectrum right as with everything so my disability looks different on me than it does on the next person um so thank you for kind of highlighting that because I feel like Although it's great to have these labels and these words sometimes, it can also be kind of equally harmful to put yourselves in all these boxes because then it kind of separates people off even more when the original intention is to bring people together. It gets kind of complicated sometimes, especially when you see all this stuff kind of online and on social media when everyone has a message that they want to send out. Um, Yeah. We live in weird times, don't we, Kelly? We do, definitely. <laughs> and then you just brought me back a memory in 2008 and I met somebody and she um, lost her arm in an accident, but her arm was much higher than mine. And she was watching me like do my hair. She was like, oh, well, can you show me how you tie your hair? Because I've never actually seen someone with an arm quite similar to mine tie their hair up. And it was just something that I've always done all my life. So I just took it for granted. But my ability there um you know I could do so much more than what she could because her arm was shorter but also because I was born this way it's just a natural thing that I've always done so again just because we have something the same doesn't mean we are the same and even if our arms was exactly the same we're still different humans we're still different souls so yeah definitely you can't you know put 
a label on anyone really we are all unique like yeah definitely and I think growing up with your disability if we're going to put that word to it and um, acquiring your disability it just shows in that example that it's a completely different experience like we've grown up adapting to know what works for us and if you acquire your disability or if something happens which results in your body changing or you you getting a disability later on in life that is stuff that you have to learn from that point it isn't stuff that you learn as you go along like with me tying my shoelaces it took me ages to figure out a way that works for me but if you for example like you said we're in a car accident and then had to learn to tie your shoelaces again that's a completely different ball game yeah and as well like for people like us we've because we've always been this way we've always had to find our own unique creative way of doing things and we are the best problem solvers disabled people are the best problem solvers that's why that's why i think like these unemployment rates for disabled people it's absolutely the best problem solvers get us in we live in a world made for able-bodied people so if you're disabled in this world you're always thinking you know completely like not even outside the box like there is no box you're just thinking like it's just a natural way of doing things every single day um and we know how to make things work and what is possible and um i think sometimes really having a handle on what you know you can do and what you can't do is also really really helpful that is a unique perspective that we have as the kind of people we are compared to other people around in the world yeah i've spoken to like quite a few fashiony people on the podcast so far But I've said to you from the start, and I think it'd be really helpful for people listening that we talk about um, or focus on your experience as a parent, because I feel like that is something that as I get older, I start thinking more and more about. And as I've kind of spoken to you very briefly about, I'm very aware of kind of uh, negative preconceptions, should we call them, and prejudices Mm -hmm. about disabled people having children and like their ability to be good parents and I feel like um you're the best person to talk to about that and also kind of maybe offer some advice to other people um so you grew up um as you are now your body has always been the same um so I guess my first question about being a parent was um do you remember the first time you saw a parent who had a disability with a child like growing up or anything like that and if you do remember did it make you feel any specific kind of way do you know what I've never I've never seen anyone growing up as a child I never saw anyone that is such an incredible question because like no absolutely not I did not see anyone with a disability um being a mother or a father parent growing up and well yeah that's madness isn't it yeah definitely not on definitely not like I don't remember anyone like you know on the street that I can remember but definitely not anyone like on tv or you know in the media not at all zero representation I do remember actually a program there's a lady who 
I forgot her name now. I'm sure there's a statue of her somewhere uh, in the UK. And I'm sure she was born without arms and legs. And she had a son and he was like a toddler at the time. And he was, she was just moving around like so quickly, just like, like flash after this little toddler. And like she had no limbs at all. And she was like picking everything up with her mouth. Um, it was insane. But that was just like, I don't know. I think it was like a documentary, but it was more, I don't know. I think like with like truthful representation like of us, just like being like a parent, there isn't that. I mean, that as a documentary, very important and very incredible. And it was mind blowing. Yeah, definitely. But sometimes you think like, um, especially like back in the day, why these programs made to like kind of like shock people or to box tick. I think that doesn't go on so much now. Definitely not. I'd like to think not. But I think back then it was more like, oh my God, wow, how can that person be a parent? So like for me, and this is why the other day I received a message from um, a young woman and I think she's like in her early 20s. And she remembers, I remember her following me like probably a couple of years ago. And I think it's just something I posted and she's not disabled at all. It's just something about like self-love or body confidence. And then she followed me all that time. And then she sent me a message to say that she's been in hospital, um, like in a coma. And it was something to do with her blood. And she's had to have an arm amputation. And she's got a young child who's probably the same age as my um, daughter, maybe a little bit older. And she was like, you know, you've been just like such a godsend to me, just watching your post, seeing how you parent with one hand. It's made me feel like I can do this too. And, right, and it's shown it's possible. Yeah, exactly. Just feel me so emotional. I think this is why I need to do it to show that, yeah, you can do it. Like she was worried about like picking up, like, you know, if you've got a baby, like picking it up, if you've got, you know, a disability, but you're not going to drop the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just have yeah. that confidence. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen you posting videos with the car seats and everything. And I was like, oh my God, this is mad. <laughs> Thank you. Like our bodies are so strong and adaptable. That's like the thing as well. We've adapted like forever with the world around us. So we just, we just, it's just something that we do. Like we've always had to do it. We just do it. And um, yeah, it's just so important for me to, to, to be, you know, a role model in parenthood for other people who are disabled to know that, yeah, your body is different, but it's bloody beautiful and strong and amazing. And you have, and as well, being like a good parent, it's not even about your body. It's about who you are in your heart and your soul and, you know. And how you are with other people. Yeah, being kind. And like for my children, I know, especially for my oldest, um, you know, him growing up with me, I'm showing him how bloody amazing I am. All the things that I do, exactly the same as any other parent, but in my own way and having one hand, it's like, yeah, you are in awe of your mum. You know your mum's amazing. You know your mum's cool. And like um it's just having that empathy as well knowing that because he has me as a mum he will also be and my youngest as well as she grows um more you know empathetic and compassionate and more open to all different people in this world like it won't be shocking if you see somebody you know with a body different because yeah yeah it's like my mum yeah and hopefully it is like you don't judge people on how they look or how different you are and when you have a conversation, you look them in the eye and speak to them like you would any other person. 
Exactly. No patronizing, no victimization, no dehumanization, just celebrating that person for that human they are, seeing them as an equal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how old are your kids now? Um, my son just turned six the other day and my little girl, she's like nearly a year and a half. Oh, wow. Have you been doing all like the homeschooling and stuff? Oh, my God, I did. And like, because my son, he only had like six months in reception, like the first year at school, which is more like play and just having fun. Yeah. Um. So then he only had six months of that. Then the world just went crazy. Then he was at home. I just gave birth to my daughter, like literally <sighs> two weeks before. So it was a lot. Um, it was amazing for him to be at home to be with her so they could like bond and have these little, you know, experiences together and just, you know, have all that time, which is beautiful. But at the same time, like he's a boy that needs to go out and burn off his energy and also needs attention and to be played with and do schoolwork. It was it was tough. But the second time round when it happened, I felt it was a lot harder because um as you know my youngest was older she had a bit more needs when she was smaller she would happily just like you know just be fed and then go to sleep you know throughout throughout the day so I had you know the time to um you know to do more homeschooling and things like that the second time around it was it was more more difficult because you couldn't really get out because it was winter and it was cold and when it goes dark at 4 p.m I can't be doing it with any of that you need to have that sunshine and you know those long days and you know light skies it does do a lot for your mental health it's really important um even like this morning I've already been to the park from about I think about half eight I left like with my kids just playing just so they can have a like a run around and stuff and yeah just move your body and get some fresh air yeah Yeah. washing in puddles digging some mud (laughs) (laughs) jeez I wouldn't wear a white t-shirt in any of those situations, I don't think. I hope you weren't, <laughs> I hope you weren't too muddy. <laughs> it's all part of the fun. <laughs> yeah, like, I really true. like connecting with nature as well. Like I, it, it feels good for my soul. Like even like sticking my hands in, in mud and just being in water, like or near water. It's just, it's just so healing and, and nice having that yeah. connection. Yeah. And I sit out in the garden and just listen to like the leaves blowing in the trees and all the little birds and stuff if I need to get away from stuff for a bit and it all gets a bit intense. We've spoken about like prejudices and misconceptions. And I just wanted to ask you, I guess, can you give us some examples? Cause I, I feel like I have some in my own head, but I'd be really interested to know if like you've got any specific examples or like the most common kind and how you kind of uh if someone does say something how do you turn around and basically say stop being an idiot (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say something else then but I'm glad I did (laughs) (laughs) um it was from the get-go really I remember like when I was um pregnant with my oldest and I was like at um like towards the end of the pregnancy you get to like have these like little courses on the NHS for like like breastfeeding and what to expect um like during labor and childbirth which is like there's nothing in comparison to what actually is (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> but like I remember the breastfeeding one and this like woman just felt like she could come up to me and say like, how are you going to change a nappy? And how are you going to breastfeed? And like, well, you know, it's going to... I know Figure it out. Exactly. Um, I had no anxiety around it. I knew, again, going back to always being this way and finding my own unique way of doing things. I just knew that once my son arrives I will just deal with it like I've dealt with everything in my life and I know I'll find my way and it oh my god it's so simple to put a nappy on and what I find it you know it was never a big deal for me and then like with breastfeeding I ended up feeding my son for two years and he would have probably went on for longer so yeah I ended up breastfeeding for two years and that is you know a big accomplishment because that's not easy to do for anybody um some people can't even um and do it so I was very proud of myself but again I just knew that this wasn't about me it was her own projection of how she probably felt she could be a mother so she was putting her own anxiety and her own issues onto me um so it's fine I just know it's never about me if someone has that kind of you know prejudice or stereotype or wants to put a label on me um I remember getting lots of like stares and stuff out and about um thinking oh my god like how is she coping how is she managing because parenting is hard for everyone so if you have um I guess I don't know like an extra barrier like having a body like ours it adds it could add to the hardness of parenting but it's bloody hard anyway yeah and also we don't know any different so what's the point in worrying about something a scenario that we'll never know about anyway like yeah there's no point in comparing ourselves to something we know that we will never be I think that's my personal opinion definitely and um but like on the flip side at my son's school um a mum came up to me she said oh um I remember you from like few years ago when you used to go to like a little toddler group um because I remember seeing you and how you did everything and I just thought wow she is incredible hey she does everything one-handed so I was like yeah thank you I really appreciate that comment because um yeah I guess it is quite empowering for someone to see how you cope as a mother um you know when you have something less than anyone else and how does that make you feel in situations like that where someone comes up and is like, good job, you're killing it? Yeah, I love it. Yes. Pack <laughs> me up more. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. The other one, the other question I had was, um, what advice would you give to people who might be in a similar position to you if they're thinking about kids or... Um, have a lot of things on their mind to do with like other people's views and that on on them and what would you like say to them to help them out yeah someone out there is always going to say something about someone so you just got to stay in your own power just know yourself have that confidence and just know that you are an incredible beautiful unique strong adaptable creative human being and soul and no matter what you choose to do in life including being a parent you can absolutely smash that like you've smashed everything else in life you've gone through so much anyway in your body so what makes you think that you can't do this you can do it so just do it yeah and like you were saying before you have such a unique perspective on life that you can then pass on to your children and if we pass on all these great kind of ways of thinking about the world and ways of treating people better then hopefully that will make the world a better place 
hundred percent. We need that, don't we? Our world yeah. needs to be a more inclusive, equal, beautiful, diverse place for everyone to live in and where everyone gets accepted. Absolutely. And everyone has opportunities, I'm sure. Like you were saying in your career, it's been kind of difficult at times. And you're like, oh, where am I going? But everyone everyone has dreams and ambitions and wants to achieve something. No one just want no one wants to sit in their living room all day every day and watch TV. Everyone's got something that they dream about or have um goals to achieve i always do yeah me too like every single person we've all we all come into this world with a unique set of like talents and gifts to birth into this world and i just think whatever it is no matter what your passion is that's what you need to be working on and doing and um there should be no bar to beauty or no bar to goals and ambition like no matter what it is you want to achieve don't let anything stop you especially other people's opinions especially not that and I just feel like I remember when I used to go to the gym a lot when before I had like my youngest and there was this one woman and she always tried to do better than me like in a class it's like she saw me have one hand and she couldn't deal with the fact that I could pick up a really like heavy weight and I'd strap weights to my arm and I just would crack on with like a really like intense class. And she always tried to do one up more than me. And I would catch her looking at me in the mirror. And it's it's that it's that goes back to that um, you know, that preconceived idea that a disabled person is less than you or is unable to do something. Like, and she hated the fact that my body had something less than hers, but I was doing something better than her. It's yeah. like it's, it's always that us and them mentality when it comes to disability, and um, we need to change that narrative. We just definitely, and we all need to lift each other up. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. A nice way to finish this conversation or round it off would be: Has any of your kids done anything funny recently that you can tell us about? Um. <laughs> always doing funny things um like my little girl like she's really found her voice now like so like any kind of <laughs> if she does a fart she goes fart <laughs> <laughs> and she thinks it's hilarious it's so funny but always 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 doing funny things and like my oldest he's really into batman and like um if she picks up a pair of sunglasses she'll put them on and she'll say batman she thinks she's batman it's so funny. I don't know where that, like, the um, how glasses and Batman come together, but she thinks she's Batman. So she'll walk around, like, tumbling around with her glasses, sunglasses on, going, Batman, Batman. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. I mean, kids are hilarious. They're always doing funny things, like, constantly. I've got, like, a little book that um, I've had since uh, my oldest was, like, a toddler when he started speaking. And I've wrote down, like, so many little um like quotes and like things that he said and I was looking for it the other day and this was back in 2018 he said this so it was when the world cup was on um and so he was what was he nearly three and it said um does Mbappe pick his nose uh, so he asked me does Mbappe pick his nose I don't know maybe he does <laughs> <laughs> I mean asking the real hard-hitting questions about football exactly. players <laughs> <laughs> And also, I remember saying to him, um, what do you think disability means? He said, oh, it's like a cream egg. I was like, okay. Love that. <laughs> that was back in like 2018 as well. So he was like three. 
so funny <laughs> amazing I'm gonna keep doing it keep putting those things in and like the other day when we was in bed I said um like just doing his bedtime and I said what are you gonna think when I'm about 100 years old he said mummy I will think you're the most beautiful woman on this planet and I was just like I had the tears just like rolling I was like oh my god see that is just humanity right there and yeah. it goes back again to what you're saying about giving all these nice qualities but he is the most kindest boy with the most beautiful heart and amazing confidence and I like to feel that I've been a big part in instilling that into him definitely and I feel like my parents are a big part of that in me as well like Mm. they never limited me on what I could achieve or never told me no you can't do that and now I'm out here kind of by accident yeah kind of smashing it yeah um I I, uh, found out a couple of days ago I'm in a couple of shop windows which is mad um yeah thank you so much um and it's weird and when you see when you see stuff like that, that's what matters, isn't it? And underneath it says on the window, Ryan, model and disabilities advocate. And then that's where I hope like people like look you up and then see what you're about and hopefully listen to this and listen yeah. to other podcasts. And um, it's also up to people without disabilities to educate themselves and become aware of things as well, isn't it? Just like we have a responsibility to learn about things um about other people's experiences everyone's got a responsibility to do that um 100 um so is there anything else that you want to add kelly before we finish um i was just thinking actually back when i did a primark campaign and this was my first i think might be my first one or second um i was so proud to be part of it and i remember a little girl at the time she was about two and she was also born with one hand and she was in ireland and her mum took a picture of her little girl sitting on a step with my image behind her for Primark on a billboard with my one hand showing. And at the time, the image went viral. It just went crazy. And uh, it just, she said, like, you know, my little girl's only two now. And she doesn't realise. But thank you for representing yourself. So as she grows up, she can see this picture, see you and know that it's totally safe and okay to exist in her body and look at all the things that she can possibly achieve. And um, and this is why I do it, Ryan. It's just, we need that. We need the younger people who can grow up with role models, knowing that, yeah, your body is different, but there's nothing you can not achieve because of that. And having people like us um, out there in the fashion industry especially in the creative industry industries I feel but everywhere um, being leaders being you know at the forefront it will just show them that whatever they want to do they can achieve it because it's been it's been done exactly and um, if you can't see it you can't be it that's what I always say um, definitely it's so true and um, I just want to say as well like through doing this work I've only been doing it for a short time but I also feel like it's been great for me like in my own head because I'm meeting people like you I'm meeting all different kinds of people to feel like I'm part of a community that I don't feel like I knew much about before before I started doing this because you kind of just live in your own bubble and like get on with your own things and 
and especially with like COVID and everything, I feel like it's um, really helped myself become more accepting of my disability and more confident in speaking up for like if I need something like if I need a chair to sit down or if like um the other day I always get really nervous because I have trouble with my balance so you know if you're in like a coffee shop or whatever and you're sitting in and you have to wait for your coffee at the end of the counter and then carry it over to your table um this week was the first time where I actually said to the person on on the till like oh would you mind bringing them over because I have trouble with my balance Good for you. And it's taken me 25 years to do that. And I've been sitting in coffee shops for a long bloody time. <laughs> That's amazing. It really is such, you know, a simple thing, but amazing achievement because it's just, again, it's just saying what your needs are. And yeah, exactly. Your power. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. Oh, Kelly, you're making me that. blush. You're making me <laughs> blush, Kelly. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelly, for taking the time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Ryan. It's been so lovely talking with you. And yeah, exactly. Chat. It's been lovely. And I look forward to meeting you in real life very, very soon. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go smash the world and show them what it's all about. Thank you so much. That's all right, babe. All right, then. Well, have a lovely day, won't you? Yeah, and say too. hi to your kids. And I look forward to meeting them one day, too. Yeah, that'd be lovely. All right, then. Take care. Bye, darling. I really, really love talking to Kelly. That conversation was amazing and I learned so, so much. I hope you really enjoyed it and you learned a lot too. She's a real, real pioneer and I am one of her biggest fans. Kelly has been doing this for longer than anyone else I know, really. So I can't wait to catch you next time. Again, sorry, it's been a bit of a gap between this episode and the last one. But I am very, very busy at the moment and I'm looking forward to bringing you more conversations as I have them. All right, guys, take care.